0: Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your everyday with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V I A H E M P.com. Okay, it's time to commit.
2: Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash There's
1: a new sheriff in town, or at least there will be soon. Carroll County Sheriff Toe Blesenby, who has been running the investigation into the murders of Liberty German, and Abigail Williams, cannot run for the office again because of term limit restrictions. At the moment, no one has filed for the Democratic nomination to be the next sheriff, but three men have filed for the Republican nomination, Mike Thomas, Tony Liggett, and Lee Horde.
0: It is inevitable that the way the Delphi murder investigation has been handled, or mishandled, Will become an issue in this race. And of course, the man who wins the election will end up having a tremendous impact on the future of this case. Anyone who cares about getting justice for Libby and Abby really needs to follow this campaign. Considering that, we decided to reach out to candidate Mike Thomas. He gave us his thoughts on what's been done in the investigation and what he would do differently if he became the man in charge. My name is Anya Kane.
1: And I'm Kevin Greenlee.
0: And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast.
1: Anya and I connected over the Burger Chef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees.
0: Now we're looking to track restaurant homicides. To help us understand the patterns of these crimes, We created a spreadsheet of nearly a 1,000 eatery-related killings. The Murder Sheet. We'll be drawing on that data throughout Season 1 to give you a deep dive into undercovered crimes. We're The Murder Sheet, and this is The Delphi Murders, an interview with Carroll County Sheriff Candidate Mike Thomas. So to start off, just tell us a bit about yourself, uh, you know, how you came to the department, what you do. Um, you know, give us a bit of that uh, bio, if you don't mind.
3: Okay. Um, back in 1997, uh, I started working at the Carroll County Sheriff's Department as a jail officer. And in just to see, it was in 1999 when I put in for as a deputy. And then I was awarded a deputy's position. And my first day was Y2K. January 1st, 2000, and from there, um, I was on for about three or four years, and I became a K-9 officer, and I did that for nine years, and then I uh, became uh, the chief deputy when Sheriff Toe Bluesenby took over and what was it, 2014, and so I've been chief deputy since then, and now I'm running for sheriff
0: Y two K. Wow, were you were you expecting to deal with some of the fallout of that?
3: <laughs> well, you know, they didn't know, and and there was a lot of hype that the world was going to, you know, end or go bonkers or whatever. And I think that was probably one of the most boringest days ever because nobody was out, nobody really did anything, and they're afraid the computers were going to shut down, and and it turned out to be not a big deal. <laughs> That's
0: wild. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, so, great. And, and so tell us a bit about sort of, you know, you have this long career uh, with the sheriff's department. Um, tell us a bit how you kind of came to decide that you wanted to, you know, throw your hat in the race for sheriff.
3: Yeah. So um, when I became chief deputy, it was always something, you know, that you, you have in the back of your mind. You know, I just, I, I feel that there's a need and um, a Desire to be more transparent and be more uh, beneficial um, to the county. To see things get done in a positive light. And uh, there's a lot of things that over the years it's just been customary to do uh, as far as running the sheriff's department. Kind of like, well, we've always done it that way. We're going to do it. And I've worked on, um, let see, probably... One, two, three, four, five different part-time police departments and seeing how, so I've had a variety of different counties and different uh, aspects of seeing how things are run in other areas and just training for instance, um, I think training uh, needs to be better and so I would like to see those kind of adjustments be made to our department and so that's what's making me want to run for the Sheriff's Department.
0: And, and for people who are not from or familiar with Carroll County, uh, you know, what, what can you tell us about the county and, you know, this jurisdiction that we're talking about and, you know, kind of what the needs are that, you know, the, the sheriff's department sort of serves here?
3: Um, I think there needs to be a little bit more involvement with our deputies, uh, with the community. and. so that uh, we have, a look, because we do have a vast area of, of land that we have to carry or cover. And the sheriff's department is the busiest agency out of um, the other two departments. And then you got some of the smaller towns that have town marshals, but the sheriff's department calls outnumber theirs by quite a bit. And so when you, we've also got a lot of water through our area. So we used to have a water rescue team. We don't have that anymore. Um, And there's, uh, I don't know if any of the deputies are interested in it or not. I never was. But, um, so there are some special needs that we need to to address. But the crime here is being, it's picking up. And a lot of that is um, due from outside people moving in. Um, A lot of them are coming from other cities like um, Chicago, Detroit, in areas and they're moving into, uh, Kokomo and they're moving into Lafayette and some other pl- cities around us that are much larger, but then they come through our County and we're having a, a lot of crime that way as well. So there's a lot of just different type of, um, things that's uh, making this County have to grow a lot quicker than what we're accustomed to. It's always been kind of a, a sleepy County, I guess, what you'd say, you know, one that not a lot would happen. And, not that nothing happens, but compared to the other counties. But here here recently, we're, we're having more violent crime um, that we've not seen before.
0: Is a lot of that violence and rising crime, does it have to do with drugs or is it a, a mix across the board?
3: I think it's a little bit of a mix. Um, drugs is always a, um, you know, a problem in any area, but um, we are seeing a lot of different... Um, types of drugs that we never used to, uh, when I first started, the main drugs were marijuana and cocaine, and then it switched to, um, methamphetamine and then, then uh, here lately, you know, heroin. And then of course you got your prescription drugs and then, and now with fentanyl and everything else, we're seeing a variety of it. And we have what's called the Hoosier Heartland now that's going through our county as jewel um, multi-lane highway. And so that's increased a lot of the traffic from the major cities, uh, you know, they can drive up through Detroit down to Lafayette and so forth like that. It's much easier to gain access to um, that way.
0: Absolutely. And and I guess, you know, moving to, to Delph- the Delphi murders and the Flora fire specifically, yep. um, we know that you mentioned those in some sort of social media posts discussing about, uh, maybe a new approach is needed, uh, could you tell us a bit about what you were thinking around those two high-profile crimes?
3: Yeah, so um, I think you, you've got to go out and you, you've got to beat the streets. It's kind of like old police work. Uh, a lot of times um, what's happened is, and in, in with the newer technology out there that's come in, we tend to get lazy as police officers, and we expect that this new technology uh, will run a computer or we'll run somebody's phone or something along those lines and that'll give us what we need and I think in this case in both cases that's just not what's happened and um, you need to go out and you really need to just pound the area where you're from and there might be people out there that you know they just don't they just don't want to say anything or they just don't feel what they have is of any value at all so they're not going to call the tip line or they're not gonna um you know say something to somebody um so i think you need to be more direct and, and go out and uh, knock and talk to everybody even if it means knocking on every door in delphi
0: in terms of sort of your experience being in the department you know when those two cases happen can you shed any insight about what the carroll county sheriff's role has been um in terms of dealing with those two high-profile crimes?
3: Yeah, I'm not sure if we were originally capable of dealing with um, the high crimes of those type nature in the beginning because um, we just recently, I mean, we've had detectives before, but not, they typically just do your uh, normal battery and your normal type thefts and stuff like that. And what's happened is when you get a crime like these two, um, it you just don't have, you might have a lot of experience with the several people that's in the room. Um, so you can say, well, this person's got 20 years on, this person's got, you know, 15 on, and this person's got um, 10 years on, and they add all those together. It sounds like you've got a lot of law experience there. But when in reality hits, you don't have a lot of law experience as far as those type of crimes. And I think, and I've um, been to classes and I've learned that when you have crimes like this, you need to bring in somebody that's really got solid experience in this type of crime that can make sure that you put your detectives with so that they're led in the right direction and made so that, um, because um, if not, you just don't become Sherlock Holmes right off the bat. You don't learn this kind of stuff. You just, it's something that Um, it takes years of experience and sometimes it'll even baffle the experts you know that come in and so you really need to hit the ground running with solid solid people that know um, what they are doing in an aspect like this type of crime.
0: In terms of Delphi in particular uh, one thing that we've talked about in the past uh, is, is sort of like the tip line and sort of soliciting tips with the sketches and mm-hmm. I was wondering if you had any thoughts on that and whether or not that was a help or hindrance to the investigation.
3: You know, in, in the beginning, I didn't know any more than anybody else did. And that's what I strive to learn from this um, ordeal. And they can certainly be helpful if if everything uh, works correctly. But I think in this case, I think it was a big hindrance in many ways because... Um, what you got was people not just calling from anywhere in the United States, but we've had calls from people around the world um, in reference to this case. And when you got to take back and look into each and everything, that really slows down the progress of anything that you might have. And uh, it tends to complicate the case much, much more.
0: I'm wondering in terms of, you know, concrete changes that, if you were elected sheriff you would make that would pertain to Delphi uh, the Delphi case and the Flora case you know um you know you mentioned kind of ensuring that people are equipped to kind of as you said knock on doors in the neighborhood and really hit the ground running um so, so right. what sort of things would you seek to implement
3: well I'd like to bring in um some detectives that um actually know um, what type of crime they're dealing with that, um, I think what you need is experienced, uh, interrogators. He are not interrogating, but, um, um, uh, interrogating not really the right word. Um, more like, um, uh, when you interview a person and you're talking to them, somebody that is very good at what they do. And because, if you put somebody in there that has limited experience, they may be telling you something and you may not understand what they're saying. It may just go right out over your head. And I think they need to have the same people doing that over time instead of, um, well, this guy found this guy. So we're letting him interview him as opposed to somebody that's, um, maybe knows a little more about how to, uh, interview somebody and see the signs and so forth and in our county we we don't do that as often as what um a lot of bigger places do right so i think yeah so i think if you get a group of uh good solid detectives with some of the uh other ones and you know my department probably don't like to hear me say that but you, the experience you you can't just um gain experience like that you know it takes years of experience to um to learn that kind of stuff and and that's why a lot of times it goes back to these people that um kind of well this sounds dumb. um so the way humans behave there there are there's a lot of predictability in the way certain humans behave would you agree? Right,
0: right, especially in crime. So,
3: it's especially in crimes. And so, when you look at certain aspects of the crime, and you've done this over time and time. For instance, uh, people will, uh, when we go to a theft, somebody broke into a house, and a lot of times the the female will say, "Well, I put it in my underwear and door. and we're like, "Yeah, that's typically where they look." And why is that? Or they look at the back of the closet. It's because the criminals already know that those are probably the places where they're going to be. It, so there's certain um, uh, behaviors that people do that help predict what's going to happen, I think, in, in a crime like this. And that's when uh, criminal profiling and all that comes into play.
0: I'm zooming out a little bit, I-, I wanted to ask you, are there are there any insights you can give us and our audience about um, the role of Carol, the Carroll County Sheriff's Office compared to um, the Indiana State Police and Delphi Police when it comes to the Delphi case in particular? Is one group kind of calling most of the shots or is it a collaborative effort? I'm you know, just curious if you had, had any insight on that.
3: You know, um, I would love to be able to answer that question, but I don't have the answer for that because um, I'm not part of that investigation. Um, and I've been kept out of that loop. So I don't really know um, which one's uh, supposed to be our agency's the lead agency. Um, the state police obviously has the uh, ability to um, do all the testing and the forensics and stuff like that. And, and they have the ability to go all over the state a little bit better than what we can. Um, it should be a collaborative effort together. Um, but sometimes... Um, I don't know if that is happening or not.
0: Right, and it sounds like they're keeping it pretty tight-lipped, even within the departments that are investigating.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: I mean, what is it like at this point? I mean, what the 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 impact of of having you know this kind of previously quiet county but now having not one but two pretty high profile cases kind of remain unsolved of course i'm talking about the murders of abby and libby but also uh the the the, uh, deaths of those four little sisters in um you know an arson fire
3: yeah i think um i think the community's still stunned by it um it still um is um quite a bit talked about if you go anywhere And, and maybe that's because. Um, they see me in uniform and, and people are always interested in, in, Hey, is there anything new with it? Um, you know, it's, it's not something that this County was ever prepared for. Um, uh, as much as you try to prepare for stuff like this, it's not one that, um, we thought would, we'd see in our area. Um, so it, I think people are still just shocked by the ordeal that it could happen and, and, and not just happen, um, in Carroll County, but it happened so, so quickly with each, each of the crimes. So, you know, you only had a few months in between them. And uh, for this community, it, it flipped it upside down.
1: One thing uh, I believe uh, the Carroll County comment and other press sources have been critical that not too much information has been released about the investigation. Do you have any feelings about that?
3: Yes, I think, um, my personal feeling is I think that there could be a little more given out, um, as far as, uh, what's being done, a little bit more transparency in that area. Um, obviously you want to keep some of that stuff very tight so that when you come across the person, you'll know that it's the right person. Um, but I think there are, are some things that could be released, um, you know, there's so many people out there that want to um, drum up conspiracy theories of why this or why that, but um, that, that's not the case. I just, uh, I guess it's a matter of opinion on who thinks what is what. But in my opinion, I think that there could be some more stuff released that, you know, might, might judge somebody's memory or make them think, okay, yeah, I'm on the right track.
0: In terms of the latest news that's come out of Del- uh, that, that's come out with the Delphi case regarding this kind of person of interest, uh, figure in the case, Kagan Anthony Klein, you know uh-huh. it's sort of kind of typical of the Delphi investigation where you know uh, police authorities come out with you know some kind of information that seems super important, you know whether it's a sketch or this na- name of this person and then sort of you know there's a huge amount of discussion about it and then it sort of dies down again and i'm just curious like do you have any insight on like what's going on with this latest round of i mean with this klein fellow or i mean is it still pretty locked down
3: No, that's pretty locked down um i don't have much info on that for whatever reason you know uh, and part of the reason is when this investigation took off um I just didn't see eye to eye with the sheriff on it. Um, And which, you know, that's fine. We all have our own opinions, but um, I didn't agree with a lot of the things that were being done or or being said. Um, And that's just my opinion. Um, But with the Klein thing, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what road they're going down. I know a lot of people think it has to do with catfishing, um, but that would take a big jump for somebody that catfishes to commit murder like this. So, uh, but I don't have any of the information that they have on it, so I can't say one way or another.
1: You mentioned that you uh, have some disagreements about the sheriff on this investigation. Can you, uh, give us some examples of some of those disagreements you've had?
3: No, I really can't, um, uh, because it would go into the investigation part of it. Um, uh, other than, um, I think there's possibility other things that could have been done that wasn't done, or or vice versa.
0: Right, uh, that's, that's very interesting. I mean, I'm this might be a uh, an awkward question, but I mean, has the fact that you've disagreed with the sheriff and also are now you know uh, go, you know uh, declared your candidacy against him is, has that caused tension in the office, or is it pretty? standard and relaxed
3: well i think there's been some tension ever since i did that to be honest with you um and that's been from 2017 uh our relationship was pretty good beyond uh, before that and it's still a pretty decent relationship but i think it did strain at some um you know um you can agree or disagree to certain things but um my opinion is you're five years into this and um what outcome have you gotten so far?
0: A lot of people are saying that same exact thing that it's been five years, it's still not solved. So, like, what's going on? There's kind of that sense I feel around this, around Delphi in particular.
3: Right. When you look at the crime in itself, um, typically you don't have as much evidence as we have. You don't have a video. You don't have a sound. Um, you know, so that alone would you would make you think that. Uh, this thing shouldn't have lasted as long as it has, but for some reason it has. And I think that we need to rethink why that is and, um, what, what's, what's the reason that it's going through. You can, you can, um, have the people go back and look over the same information again, but if it's, if, if they're not really seeing anything different, they may not come up with the right conclusion. And I don't, you know, you could send them back three times and see the same thing. I don't think it's going to do much good because they've already got it in their head that, you know, this is this is what's going on. And uh, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but um, doing the same thing over and expecting a different outcome. You know what I'm saying? Right.
0: Right. 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 The definition of insanity.
3: <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. So at some point, when is it, when do you say, okay, enough, enough, we got to try something different.
1: A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be.
0: For so many of us, lifestyle changes, like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises, are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin Absolutely. I, I'm. I'm. I want to get some more details just to have a good sense and make sure we're getting the background right. You know, in terms of, um, in terms of the Carroll County Sheriff's Office. You know, uh, like about how many officers? Like, how, how large is the department?
3: It's very small. We only have, um, including the sheriff, there's 13 of us, and uh, um, and then the jail staff is pretty small too, as, as well. So it's a very small. Uh, community it's a as far as the sheriff's department goes and then um, you know we don't have usually a large amount of inmates compared to like Lafayette City next to us or or Chippany County I mean and all the counties around us are bigger than us and um, so that's it's a very small department bigger than some smaller than most
0: I'm, I'm curious, you know, and uh, if you if you can't say or if you don't know, no worries, but how many of those 13 are dedicated specifically to either Delphi or Flora?
3: So we don't have anybody dedicated to the Flora case. The state police took that case on uh, at the request of Rob Ives, the, the prosecutor at the time. So that's uh, who's been working that case uh, mainly. Um, unless we would happen to come up with something, which we just haven't, nobody really calls in as far as i know anything on the floor fire um but as far as the um delphi case um it's usually um two of our detectives and then we have a uh, the prosecutor's office has an investigator and he helps out as well and then uh, from there on i really can't tell you who all else is involved i i just don't know anymore
0: and and this might again this might not be Uh, something you can speak to either way but i I figured i'd ask it because i'm just curious you know online you'll have a lot of speculation about delphi in particular and one thing that's often speculated is that police had some sort of like grand scheme in terms of releasing two sketches and you know that they were trying to coax out the murderer or something with their second press conference with the younger sketch it i'm just curious like have you heard anything around that or i mean as, as, as somebody who works in the Carroll County Sheriff's Office, what did you make about that sort of second sketch being released in the way it was?
3: Actually, I'm quite baffled by it. Um, I don't know why they come up with that second sketch. Um, typically, from what I understand, talking to some of the people that I've talked to, you typically don't want to do that because it kind of muddies the water. Um, so I don't know if they had somebody in mind or if if that's what the witnesses come up with. Um, I, you know, I, I just don't know for sure.
0: And I'm curious, you know, yeah, it, it was pretty baffling. I'll say, I'll, I'll say that's my opinion at least too. Um,
3: yeah, because I mean. in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, um, and you don't know, necessarily the video but it to me it doesn't appear to be the same person in the second sketch so i've heard that from a lot of people and i feel the same way but i don't know what information they have that makes them think that it could have been the second sketch
0: right they have they have not made that super clear
3: no, and I think I think that's part of the problem and part of the frustration with uh, the public is they they beg for your help or they ask for your help and then you they give them a little bit but then they get nothing in return and I think that's very frustrating and that's why the public, um, not just the Delphi area but throughout the country that's involved in this case, um, uh, they're very frustrated by that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'm going back a little bit. Um, you know, back to uh, February 2017. Did you uh were you know when the girls initially disappeared at the Monon High Trail in Delphi? Uh, were you at all involved in any of those early searches or coordinations or or anything like that?
3: No, actually, uh, I got off duty and I came home, and all of a sudden my Facebook Messenger started lighting up asking me, you know, if they. They needed people to help search, and I had no clue what they were talking about. I didn't really understand the, the impact of it till I went to work the next morning and went to the, the uh, fire station where they had the, the command center set up, and that's when I pretty much got involved in it. I didn't really understand what was going on um, the, that night before.
0: Right, right. Um, and, and then I imagine once it became apparent that it was a m- homicide, then maybe things got a little more closed lipped pretty quickly.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, it, it did. Um, and a lot of it was strategic planning, trying to figure out um, how we're going to handle this, um, where we're going to handle it at, because the sheriff's department's a small department. We don't we just don't have the room or the ability to hold a lot of. A lot of people or places, so, um, or um, I guess, uh, you know, computers, that sort of thing that you need for all this information that's going to come in. So, that's when uh, some decisions were made to go to the Delphi Police Department at first. And we worked out of there for several weeks. And then we went over to the REMC building, uh, which was a much better place to do it at. And uh, because the amount of information that came in, whether it was good or bad, um, it certainly uh, was a lot of people wanting to help out, or people thinking that it, you know, it's somebody they knew. Or, but again, the problem is, that so many people that were turning in tips, um, it hampered a lot because a lot of times it wasn't good information, or it was just somebody that wanted to uh, get an ex-husband in trouble, or an ex-boyfriend, or, um, or. I don't know if it's him or not, but, you know, it might be, so I'm going to turn him in.
0: Ryan, that leaves a lot to sift through for investigators.
3: And it does. And, you know, there's there comes a point where um, you get burnt out because you've just seen the same things over and over again. And trying to, um, some people uh, not believing that their, their uh, tip is being taken seriously and they'll call it in. And then if it doesn't do that, then they'll have somebody call it in for them. And then so you get this uh, repetitive uh, tip that keeps coming in. And each time you got to go through and the time and the uh, amount of work that's required to try to clear that tip out of there, it it can be exhausting.
0: I'm curious, you know, with the tips, is that predominantly uh, Delphi police handling them, ISP handling them or Carroll County handling them?
3: Well, again, I'm not sure now. Uh, initially, it was everybody that was involved, whether it was the FBI, the state police, the, the sheriff's department, or um, Delphi, or, or many of the other agencies that came in to help. And so it was a group effort in the beginning. And right now, I just, I, I, I don't know if it's our guys doing most of it, um, or if a lot of times if it's somebody from another, uh, state that we have to look into. Sometimes we'll call that agency and have them look into it or, um, you know, the FBI or the state police, depending where it's at. Um,
0: This is one thing that we've heard from people online, just again, rampantly speculating with not with not much uh, actual evidence or insight. But um, oftentimes people say that, you know, the police know who did it. They just can't prove it. And I guess, you know, I know you're not directly involved with the investigation, but did you have any sort of thoughts about rumors to that effect?
3: Yeah. um, So there's a lot of that that's going on. And, um, you know, some people firmly believe for whatever reason, it's this person. And so they they keep sending it in there. And, you know, we've looked at that person and, and maybe we've, um, check their uh, alibis and their work status, make sure they were at work and stuff. And But some people just don't believe that. They're, they're sold on that, that it's that person. And it makes it very difficult um, to try to stop the uh, conspiracy theories or the, the, oh, the police know who it is, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you know, you may think you have a good idea who it is, but it still takes proof and uh, without the proof, you don't have much.
1: One of the other candidates in the race is Tony Liggett. According to Thomas, Liggett is the detective in charge of the investigation into the Delphi murders. That has the potential to cause some friction in the
3: race. I'm sure as it gets closer, it's gonna heat up in that respect of of the homicide um, because um, I think As far as myself and what the lead detective in the case is now, I don't necessarily agree with everything that um, they say they're doing to um, solve the case.
0: Uh, What specifically uh, are those kind of points of disagreement, if you could elaborate?
3: I think the main thing is, so this has been going on for five years and you got the tips out there and uh, these tips keep coming in and they're they're obviously a lot slower than they used to be but every time you stir up more media then it brings more of these tips in and and you know if the tip is there it's it's either been overlooked i can't imagine that out of all those tips that um it's just not there or they're not seeing it one of the two i you know I, I, i can't say for sure but i think you need to go back through with um, some experienced uh, detectives, look at everything, start from the crime scene, from the, uh, the the night that it took place and go back through it, you know, hair by hair, if you have to. And something's being missed somewhere. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. I just don't think that it hasn't not come to them yet. I think it's there. It just hasn't come to them yet. Or they don't recognize it
0: in terms of you know uh online outlets or or even um you know even traditional media outlets have there been any uh rumors or things stated as fact that are just completely myths about the delphi case that you've sort of seen and been like that's not that you know that's not true
3: oh yeah there's a lot of that that goes on a lot of things that people say or And a lot of people will say well i got a good source a a law enforcement officer saying that this is what happened and then i'll read it and i'll be like no that's not true um that happens a lot i think everybody wants to make everybody believe that they have that one specific piece of information that makes them feel uh credible or or whatever and from what i've seen that's just not happening and what they're putting out there and then they're saying this comes from a very reliable source or, um, you know, law for, law enforcement personnel that's involved in the case. And, and that's just not happened. The, uh, the guys that are involved in the case are very tight-lipped. Uh, they're not saying anything. And so these people that are going out there and saying this stuff, um, it seems like it's just an idea that somebody's come up with or or an accusation that somebody's made, and, you know, how rumors get going, it seems like it builds as it goes, and uh, that's another problem that we have. is a lot of speculation or a lot of people saying it's this and that, and it's just not true.
0: Are there any uh, specific rumors that you'd be able to or willing to, like, sort of shoot down right here, or, or uh, are you going to hold off for now?
3: Well, I'll probably hold off for... Because what i'm hearing right now there's there's a ton of them so i can't even tell you uh, what would even come to mind right at the moment um and i don't want to say something that might jeopardize the case on accident so uh, i'm not going to say necessarily uh, but i think people need to use a little caution when they hear somebody online that well, this comes from a, a very reliable source or this comes from somebody in a law enforcement case that uh, more than likely it's not true.
0: Right, right. Um, I'm curious in terms of, you know, you've mentioned, we've talked a bit about sort of some of the issues that you've raised with the media strategy. And on the one hand, you know, there's kind of these bursts of press that get a lot of attention, you know. And on the other hand, you um, there's often not a lot of information actually given out to the public in terms of like you know specifics and so uh, I'm just curious like getting a sense of like how you would balance that maybe doing less press but giving out more information sort of what what things did you have sort of in mind regarding that strategy
3: yeah um, so the way I look at it now is, uh, you know, obviously it's been across the nation. And yes, you still come across people that don't know about it. But there seems to be an awful lot of uh, people out there that do know about the Abby Libby case. And with the, the media presence that's going there, I think you need it. And you hope that it'll build uh, something with your case. But at the same time, you've got you to gotta be willing to give a little bit. Uh, people want to help. They, they, they have this dire, uh, desire to, um, solve this case along with the, the investigators, along with uh, myself and, and everybody else involved. And, um, but sometimes that can be, be detrimental because when you go out there and you think you got this case, um, going and all these people are looking at, and then they start throwing out different things. And that's more stuff you got to try to weed through or try to, to uh, uh, protect the information that you've got sort of things. It's, it's very hard to do sometimes to balance that, balance that out.
1: One aspect of the communication strategy that has been uh, criticized to an extent is that one of the lead spokespersons on the investigation seems to be uh, Doug Carter of the Indiana State Police, and some people seem to find some of the things he said to be confusing. Do you think it makes sense for uh, the state police to be the lead spokesperson on a Carroll County case?
3: Yeah, I don't know. You know, I've struggled with that myself, is um, why they do it. They, the state police um, typically, um, you know, they have such a broader um territory than what we do and and so they come across where they have people that speak to the press more often and our small department that just doesn't happen very much unless it's say a bad accident happened and the local news agency comes and asks questions about the accident stuff so for a case like ours it was something that we were just not used to and I think with them taking the lead on that that's how they've become in that role
0: That makes sense. And and um, I'm curious in terms of just so we can get the timing right uh, in in our introduction and stuff. uh, When is the election? And uh, sort of if there's any more information about Carroll County Sheriff's elections that you can give us on, like, you know, what what they entail, uh, that'd be great.
3: With what they they
0: Oh, what they entail, like what what's involved And like, uh, when when is when when are the votes actually cast?
3: Okay. So the, uh, right now it's, um, three Republicans that are running. Uh, so far, I do not know of any Democrats that are running. So it, it, the election will be the primary is May 3rd. And so it very well could be if no Democrats decide to run that the, uh, election could be decided May 3rd. And obviously the topics, um, that are the main uh, topics for the sheriff's race this year is uh, Abbey Libby, um, the new jail. Um, those are probably the two top topics. Um, like I said, we don't get much on the floor of fire because the state police is handling that. But obviously, if something was to change, that, that could be as well.
0: And, and we appreciated you mentioning it mentioning the flora fire in your social media posts because you know I think sometimes you know it, it's gotten some attention but definitely less so than uh, than the delphi murders
3: yes yes um, it, to me and I live uh, I live in Brighthurst which is connected to flora so it hits very close to home um, and I remember that night very well uh, so that that investigation it, it kind of hit a from what I've seen and I don't have any particulars on it, it it's hit a brick wall as well uh, I'm sure there's always something coming in but I don't have privilege to that information but you know I'd like to see these uh, two crimes get solved and so that this county can kind of uh, heal its wounds and, and move on.
0: Absolutely it's, it's, it seems like it's been an awful lot for, for such a you know small and previously quiet county
3: to go through yeah it has it's, it's been extremely hard on this county but it's it's amazing that the people um what they show in their hearts though for each uh, of the two crimes that happened and in in light with some of the other ones that have went on but um this community is a strong community um there's good people in it oh you know obviously a lot more good people than bad and now we just need to find those uh bad people that did this.
1: Uh, I'm wondering, is there a campaign website for you that people could visit if they wanted to get more information about you and how to support your candidacy?
3: Yeah, um, so I'm currently getting a website set up, but right now it's just uh, Mike Thomas the Sheriff on Facebook. Um, and it has my email address and my phone number on there. And uh, it's m- Mike Thomas dot. Carroll County Sheriff at gmail.com and my phone number is listed on there as well if people want to reach out to me um and that would be great
0: awesome and and listen uh michael is there anything else that we didn't ask you about that you wanted to mention whether or not it has to do with the delphi case or flora or just general stuff um wanted to make sure there was nothing that we left out that you wanted to uh, speak to
3: Well, you know, I was hoping to uh, get a little time to um, think about this before I walked in, (laughs) and that didn't happen because I was working. But um, I'm sure there is. Uh, I just can't think of anything at the moment. Um, You know, I just want uh, people to know that uh, I deeply care about these two um, crimes, and I want to see a resolution come to it. And I think that we need to devote some new tactics to them and uh, see where we can go from there. Listen to uh, people that have experience in these type of uh, crimes, because as rural as we are, these crimes have happened to other places before, maybe not exactly like ours, but uh, there's people out there that have worked them and worked them successfully. And I think those are the kind of people we need to at least bring in and, and look at the cases and... Um, instead of, uh, in some ways, I want to say, I believe ego gets in a way. And, and one of the classes that I uh, went to, and he he made that clear that a lot of times when you get a case like this, especially when it goes uh, national uh, or nationwide and stuff, sometimes we uh, our egos get in the way because you want to be the one to solve it. And and I'm not. I don't feel that way. I don't care. If I'm involved in it, I just want to make sure the right people are involved in it that can solve the case. And um, that's the bottom line. That's what's most important. And so if there's somebody out there that says, no, I want to be the one that solves it, then they're doing it for the wrong reason. it needs to be somebody that actually wants to solve it for the right reason and not just for ego reasons.
0: We'd like to thank Mike Thomas for talking with us about the sheriff's race. If you're interested in learning more about Mike and his candidacy, please go to Facebook and search for Mike Thomas for Sheriff.
1: We have also reached out to Lee Horde and Tony Liggett, the other candidates in the race, and have asked them if they would come on the show to discuss the issues with us like Mike did. Hopefully, they will agree. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenley, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet, and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com.
0: To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet, and on Facebook at Podcast, or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, Please leave us a five star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to Murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.
2: Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment.